2: and now
1: Mansfield can come away because
2: it's Riggs Oates in possession through the centre circle Riggs Oates battling forward to the edge of the box it's Riggs Oates got, got a goal it's Riggs and it is magic from roadrunner Riggs Oates who split open Colchester United and sent three defenders Ah, watch this bang 1-0
3: what a goal he's picked the ball up inside his own off. he's gone by three players every single one of them's trying to take his legs and I tell you something now, there's not many players who have stayed on the feet there, but he's kept going 25 yards out. Great strike!
2: What a great goal! Roadrunner, a... it set the tone for the night. Jordan Bowery, in the 90th minute, managed to get on the score sheet from the penalty spot to make it 2 0. Fear the stakes thought it would be easy, but Colchester United had other ideas and made it tense late on. and Have done something we all didn't want. A, made me lose my voice. And B, put Cam in the driving seat for tonight's podcast. That's right, I am out. I'm not taking part at all tonight. Cam is in charge. So please be nice to him as he looks back on Colchester in midweek. And looks ahead to tomorrow's long trip to Bristol Rovers. Can the Stags make it 10 unbeaten? In Sky Bet League 2, nine wins from their last ten games. Get involved in the comments. Have your say on your team on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. Hashtag bring back Craig. Hashtag where's Craig's voice. Hashtag sack camp. Ladies and gentlemen, settle down. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Can't believe I'm saying this. With your host, Cam Felton. Good luck, everyone. I'll see you on the other side.
4: Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters, of course. And firstly, before we get started tonight, I just want to wish Craig um, all the best. He's not too well at the moment. Reese Oates has gone, Mimi, gone and took his voice with him on Tuesday night after that first goal. And it, it just didn't seem to get any better from there on in. So he's saving his voice tonight. Um, obviously, a long trip down to Bristol Rovers tomorrow. Important that. Us as listeners can hear his voice, along with Lee Wilson. So, I'm in charge. Who would have thought that one? Um, Joining me tonight on the podcast, we've got the regulars. We have got Mr. Clive Parkin. Good evening. And accident-prone Al, Alan Wilson. Good good evening, Cam, and good evening, everybody. Uh, Nathan said he might join us a little bit later on if he can get on, but I'm not 100% sure, though. He did find out that I'm hosting. Firstly, lads, Tuesday, three points and we were going into that game thinking Colchester's going to be a difficult team. Unbeaten in four, but that was a competent, confident Mansfield performance on Tuesday night. I thought so. I was uh, well impressed and I thought it was an excellent
5: debut by Mr Murphy. He uh, tied towards the end, which uh, I mean, he he gave the, uh, he stipulated to Nigel Clough that I want to come off, you know, probably about, was it 20 minutes before the end, something like that, 15, he were tiring. But I mean, fair play. His precise words,
6: Alan, was gaffer, I'm knackered.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. It worked anyway. But yeah, I thought they did a, a thorough, a well-deserved job. They played really well in the first half. Second half, they they looked a bit leggy. But I think that's because they, uh, Colchester changed their shape a little to try and nullify what we were doing, you know. And it it worked to a degree. But there's a reso. my word. What is what a goal.
4: I think um, Craig and Lee in the commentary for that game, they're just running out of superlatives for Reece this season. Clive, another fantastic performance. And he's done it again. He picks the ball up just inside his own half and he just goes with it. And when Reece is in one of their moods, there's just no stopping what he can do.
6: Do you know, I went to watch some junior football on the sports field near to where I live, and they got a team of 10-year-old lads playing against another team. And there was a Reese Oates there. He just, once he got the ball, he didn't have any teammates. He just went, just shot off towards the goal. He's got about eight. <laughs> and I think that sort of uh, naive enthusiasm is, is worth having. But of course, he has other skills as well. He did actually, uh, he does actually have a turn of pace, which is um, uh, incredibly useful in, at this level. But you know the game itself was an incredibly useful one to have because it's the the last home game for this month, and they've got three quite challenging away games in front of us. And I thought Colchester was a really good test for us. They're a far better team than their position would suggest, and they've got one or two dangerous players in their side. One of whom scored a bit of a worldie towards the end, and I think. Alan is right. They were they were they were a bit naive in the first half, but they, they managed to reshape them for the second half and they were quite troublesome at times. And their, their plan was right. If they'd started like that, it would have been a different game, I think. But we were worthy winners. I think we were worth more than a one goal advantage, but that's the way it goes.
4: Uh obviously don't forget to get your comments down below. Have your say on your team uh also want to touch upon the just how Colchester changed their style uh, at half time they knew that they were in trouble and to be honest until we scored that second goal very much did have us on the ropes and i think that I, I think firstly we've got to pay a lot of credit to Nigel Clough changing the team up making sure that tired legs did come off we we could have easily let murphy carry on playing but we saw that it was tiring And we had to make that change. Unfortunate to lose Stephen McLaughlin towards the tail end of the game uh, due to a concussion sub. But Nigel Clough said he should be all right for this weekend. But a a big play to be losing, especially when you're under the caution in the last 15, 20 minutes.
5: I think that's right, Cam. But uh, I think if you'd have turned it on its head and like Clive said just a couple of minutes ago, if they'd have started like that, I think Nigel would have changed our route, our way we were playing in, you know, in the first twenty minutes or so. I don't
6: think they left it till time like they did. They just well, the good news, Alan, it. is he can do that now, can't he? Because he's got yeah. such versatile players and a, and a bench that's the envy of the division. I would have thought that uh, he can he can shift things around if necessary.
4: <laughs> yeah, that I agree. suppose that's, that that is something that man we've we've brought up many times this season: the versatility that we've got off the bench and then all of a sudden we've got no versatility off the bench. We had Danny Johnson out injured. Uh, Stephen Queen was suspended. Ollie Clark was suspended. Um, and players weren't pulling the weights. But now we've got essentially too many players and tough choices have got to be made. But with such a busy schedule coming up, uh, it's, it's far more important to have uh, depth in the squad. And we'll... Will the game on Tuesday night affect how we go into uh, tomorrow's game at Bristol Rovers?
5: I don't I don't think so. so I think uh, Matty Longstaff will have a big plot, part to play in the last 18, is it 18 or 19 games we've got left? 18 or 19, whatever it Around is. Around there, yeah. He'll have a very big part to play, same as quite a few of the others. I mean, Ali Clark came on and he didn't look, you know, as if he hadn't played for the like uh, for the first 80 minutes everybody that comes on seems to know the role now and do a damn good job like for n ross i know but why on earth didn't hewitt just kick it into rose and then he wouldn't have had to f- uh, foul him because he it, it just can't play that sort of game just get it out kick it in rose like hawkins do i think hewitt is a, is a lovely
6: alan hewitt's a lovely bloke i like him a lot and he's, he's certainly on the ticket for one of the most improved players since the start of the season but he just proved again that he's got a little bit of brain missing and uh, it, it emerges every now and again into something stupid and that was it for, that was his stupid but it's six or seven weeks since he's had a stupid spell so uh, I'm all right with that
5: I don't think uh, Nigel was
6: <laughs> well Nigel's a perfectionist isn't he he never you know in his career he scored lots of goals but he never ever missed anything never missed a thing <laughs>
4: Oh, man, he's got a big name to live up to, sen You never know. Um, i, I
6: Alan picked up on the point. We've, we've still got un, unused talent uh, coming through.
4: And, and obviously, we've still got Lapsley
6: on a journey of recovery, which is probably a month or so away. But we've got an abundance of riches now. I think the two new players in, in, in Aikens and, and Murphy, they, they're not quite ready, but they, they, they performed well, given the, the circumstances. Um, as they get onto top form, we're we going to be a pretty dynamic side.
4: Uh, Elizabeth in the comments says, uh, great goal by Oates, a good performance by Murphy as well. He's going to be a key player in games to come. Now, I just want to bring up uh, Jamie Murphy, firstly, his first start for Mansfield, and he looked dangerous. Going forward, looked quite dangerous, quite unlucky not to. Ball just wouldn't fall for him at some parts during the game, but it's... um, Positive to see that a player that's not been at Mansfield all that long has managed to slot themselves into the squad and play as if he's been there all season.
5: I think that's because of the season pro that he is, Cam, in, in my opinion. I mean, he just did slot in. I know he had uh, either one or two training sessions with them and he said that uh, he'd enjoyed. He obviously has played with uh, Nigel Clough's team and the way he plays before. and I just I thought he slotted in perfectly and like you say, it was very unfortunate not to score.
4: Lucas he was very he can... confident
6: with the ball at his feet.
4: Yeah, he was. Um, I think going forward, he, he's going to be a A very dangerous player he just he looks he looks hungry he looks a little bit greedy it looks like he wants to shoot quite a bit and i think that's something that mansfield definitely does need especially in league two you just need you you don't need a player that's going to want to walk the ball in pass 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 try and pass it into the goal you need someone that's going to want to run at the defense like reese oaks does and just have a shot and just hope for the best
6: that's a good point, Cam, because around me and the Ian Greaves' upper, we, generally speaking, everybody's a happy bunch at the moment. But there are still the people that groan that, that we work into ourselves into positions where one of the options is to shoot and we choose not to. Now, I think there are times when you shouldn't, don't get me wrong. But there, are, there have been people who have opened up decent opportunities for themselves. And my view is, if you've got a chance, fire it in. You'll either score or you embarrass yourself by shooting it into the dam or... It'll bounce off someone else. There's lots of opportunities come from shooting, um, and to try and create the perfectly planned and executed training ground goal is wonderful. But I think there are times when you just need to do the most direct thing.
4: Speaking of training ground routines, um, Nigel in his uh, post match he mentioned about the the pass back and John Joe O'Toole uh, sticking it miles wide. <laughs> I think a lot of Mansfield fans are thinking, when was the last time we saw a pass back at Field Mill? I'm very much jogging my memory to even try and remember one. And like Clough said, it's not something that you practice in, in, in training all that often. So, fair play for John Do to actually stand up and just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this.
6: They're very hard to score from. I mean, uh, you'd think if you're shooting from three or four yards out, you've got every chance of, getting, of succeeding. But in practice, I think it's terribly hard in fact in my world you, you you lamp it back 10 yards give somebody a chance to shoot as the, as the defenders rush out but uh, we don't get many of those because referees don't award them you know the rule is there that you shouldn't pass back to your own to your goalkeeper but using your feet a lot of times they turn a blind eye to it
4: yeah it's always accidental or it was yeah. uh it Unintended. Was yeah. yeah
5: i think if it had been a bit little bit more central i think maca would have uh, got yourself onto the ball and said, No, this is mine. But it was just to the right, weren't it? You know, so it was ready for a right-footed player, as it were, but a little bit more central. I
6: think Maka had have had a go at that. As a defender, you don't fancy standing that close to somebody who's gonna lamp it. You no. know, <laughs> you've only got so much you can do to cover your essential parts. I'll say. Even you, you're, <laughs> you're
3: six,
4: you're six yards out, you know you've got to take a touch before you hit it you know a defender's going to be right on top of you you've just got to hit it as hard as you can if you're yeah. that defender that gets in the way oh you're um, a hero you are a hero but ouch uh, chris in the comments <laughs> said uh, been watching a rovers blog today they are hoping for a draw but expecting a loss now throughout this season we've very much been um we started off uh, first three games quite quite good unbeaten in the opening three and then obviously 14 without a loss I'll and Without a Four win, fourteen without to win, yeah. <laughs> and we were very much like nobody <laughs> feared playing Mansfield or feared coming to Field Mill. But now, teams that should have probably got something out of those games. I think Bristol Rovers opening day, we were very lucky to get that win. Obviously, penalty right at the end, but um,
6: but they were also fortunate to get their goal. I thought so. Yeah, they thought, were. it was a I cracking goal. The score didn't reflect it, but we were, you know, we were on top of that game. But yeah. It just goes to show you need more than one uh, to defend.
4: <laughs> but does it? It does it prove that how far Mansfield have come? The fact that we're travelling to a ground that's notoriously quite hostile, and <clears throat> they're hoping for a draw. What's that, what does that say about Nigel Clough and his his team and what they've built? It-
5: Says a lot about the nine games unbeaten, you know, at home, but obviously the 15 in 17 or uh, 14 a draw in in 17, whatever it is. And I think people are standing up and taking notice of that. But I do believe, irrespective, you know, whether we're fifth or whether we're the top of the league, like Forest Green, you know, starting to run away with it a little, I think Nigel will just keep them level headed and they'll just (laughs) play their own game, you know, like we have been doing. We haven't been going gung ho teams we've been playing passing football and it's worked and if it doesn't work tomorrow you know in the first 20 minutes it's got people on the bench and also people in the team where it can change the situation and uh, take it from there i just think it you know we we have a win-win situation now, i think you know irrespective whether we win lose or draw we're doing rather well and people are taking having to sit up and take notice
6: yeah, we certainly haven't got a reputation of being a thuggy side. I think there are times to be thuggish, but we've not needed to do it during this this run. We've we've played we've played our way to wins, and that's that's incredibly important. And of course, people do see it, do take notice of it. I think the Bristol fans just been a, a little bit guarded in his enthusiasm, perhaps. But I think it's going to be a real test. Nobody told me it was a hostile place to go. By the way, I'm having my hair painted blue and yellow tomorrow, and I'm you know I'm heading down there. I'll be all on my own. I'm I'm, I'm going to be. Well, we'll, think the of,
5: hospital. we'll think of you Clive oh,
4: yes. no. oh, Liam in the comments says no egos in this team it's classed like the ones uh, with all the others we see players who fight for the badge very much so I think uh, the way that we've adapted over this season and the, also the players that we've brought in very much wanting to play for the badge and not a name on uh, name on the back of the shirt uh, players like uh Elliot hewitt massively improved over this season ollie hawkins coming in with a big reputation and just do, doing his job danny johnson so easily could have just been a little bit arrogant and and cocky when he came in but he's really dug in uh for the side how important is it to have good good lads in the dressing room to to actually do something on the pitch rather than just be selfish
5: well, i was lucky enough to get to do the man of the match interview with reese Oates at the end of the game because chris revel was unavailable on tuesday night in the sponsors lounge and that's one thing he alluded to he says he has never known a, a dressing room like it for camaraderie it says the training is one because i just basically asked him you know what do you what do you think what do you put it down to and he says even when we come in training we can all have breakfast together if we want, or we can eat it at home. We come out onto the training pitch. Everybody gets on with each other. Then when we've done all those drills and us passing and everything else, we have a little bit of fun at the end of it, you know, to like calm it down again. And then we go in again. And if you want lunch together, we have lunch together. And it just breeds confidence, I think.
4: Do you think anyone that tries to spoil the party is very much on uh, Bobby's dog route? If Clough doesn't. <laughs> I would no, say it's so. Got, it's got to be a punishment coming up. Uh so I've got another just a very quick comment. Elizabeth King, uh it seems it's Roger King, uh but yeah. his his iPad's died and he, he's in it transition. It's
0: in transition.
4: <laughs> right then, boys, very quick one. Voting. Who do we want to hear from first? Reese Oates or Nigel Clough?
5: Well, I've, I've always I keep saying the players, so I'll, I'll go with Nigel this time.
6: And I'll go with Reese to give you the casting vote, Cam.
4: Oh, there we great. go.
6: Such power.
4: <laughs> Such power. So that he opened the scoring on Tuesday night. Uh, Roadrunner Reese Oates talking to Craig Priest from Mansfield 103.2 after the game.
2: Your previous club, you won goal of the season. I think tonight we're in Mansfield colours. You've just added another contender, haven't you?
7: Yeah, I think so. Um I think it'd be quite hard to beat. But the way we've been playing, you never know. We, we're scoring goals left, right and centre and I think anyone anyone could go and win it on any any day, so we'll see.
2: Just talk us through that goal from your perspective then because from the stands it was absolutely breathtaking.
7: Yeah, it's, it's one of them where they've got a lot of players forward because it's their set piece and, and I know that I can probably beat most players for pace so as soon as I got the ball I just get my head down and run. I think one of them's tried to chop me down but... Not quite managed it and so I was just one V one and the ball's bobbled up and I thought I'm just gonna hit it and I think thankfully I'm, it did.
2: I think a lot of people sort of talk about your pace but I think the composure there as well to sort of battle through those four and avoid the temptation to go down and try and nick a cheap free kick as well says a lot.
7: Yeah, I did I considered to keep going, maybe go in the box and potentially win a penalty again like like the other week. Um, but as soon as it bobbled up, I thought, I'm, I'm just going to hit this. And it went, went in the top corner, I can't complain. And the celebrations typified this field side, didn't it? Yeah, I think, well, everyone was in our box. And by the time I'd slid on my knees, everyone was there and... jumping on top of me so it it shows how together we are as a as a squad and how confident we are as a team yeah
2: i think that shows as a whole tonight because kept going all the way to the 90th minute the ollie clark winning the penalty and then when they score late on people literally throwing themselves in front of the ball
7: yeah ollie clark and kieran wallace made two great blocks in the 97th 98th minute um everyone's just putting the bodies on the line to keep the ball out the net and just keep getting the three points week in, week out. Let's
2: turn our attention to you, first chance. We've had to see you without a blur around. you. We call you roadrunner on air because you're just absolutely rapid. Um, what are you finding life like at Mansfield Town? Since you've sort of settled in, you, you're finding that rich fame of form which sort of, you know, certainly got fans excited when you first signed.
7: Yeah, it's, it's great. The atmosphere, day in, day out at training. All the lads get on. It's, it's a great atmosphere between all of us, the staff, the gaffer, everyone—they're all great with me, and they look after me when I need to be looked after. And it's just—it's just a good, good feeling around the place, and it's just—it's been great since I came in.
2: Mentally, how much of a satisfying feeling is it once you feel settled in an area? Does that really help you gain progress like it has on the pitch?
7: Yeah, it, it helps you to relax. Uh, you can, you can just get back to playing the way you know how you play, especially when the players get to know how you play and you know how they play. So when I make the runs, I know that Maka, Quinney, Maris, Elliot Hewitt, they're all going to play those passes for me. So if I make the runs, I know it's coming. So it's, it's great.
2: And of course, in the January window, Nigel Clough, the manager, has added some real quality in the round. You played alongside Jamie Murphy tonight. What was that like? Is it difficult sometimes when a new player comes in to try and figure it out? Because it seemed like you had it pretty nailed down quite early on.
7: I don't, th- I don't think so. Um, he trained yesterday. Uh, we did some shape, and I think he's fitted in really well. Um, his work rate's unbelievable. Lucas, Lucas is the same. Both of them just, even if I need a breather, they're running off me and they're, they're pressing, they're closing down, and it's just if you work, if you work well as a team, just work as hard as you can. We've got the subs to make changes and get fresh legs on and. And the lads that came on today have done exactly the same. Ollie Clark won the penalty. Bowe's scored it. Kieran's making last-minute blocks, and it's just—it's just amazing. You've made a real
2: impact here. The fans have got a little chant about you. I'm sure you've uh, heard it from the pitch as well. What's it like when uh, you've got three and a half, four, nearly four thousand fans chanting your name, sort of spurring you on in, in, in games?
7: Yeah, it gives you a gives you a massive lift, uh, especially late on when when you're toeing a bit and. And you know, it's your legs are getting heavy and they just give you a lift to just keep going and keep pushing yourself to the limits and, and it's just, it's like a 12th man out there and I think that's why us home form's been so good in in the last nine games, we've won the last nine games, so I think it shows that they're like a 12th man for us. And of
2: course the difficult thing mentally now is the fact that you're on the road quite a bit, but again, the stakes faithful go in the numbers.
7: Yeah, yeah they do, they travel up and down the country for us and... A lot of the time you can hear them over the home fans, even on away away days. They're, they're singing full 90 minutes again and they've just been amazing. So I think the next three weeks they'll probably travel, travel in the numbers again and we just got to keep doing what we've what we've been doing.
2: Now You've got promotions under your belt at previous clubs. What does it take? What's the difference in the dressing room between a side that finishes mid-table and a side that's capable of going on and getting silverware?
7: I think you just have to keep digging in and just work as hard as you can as a team. Um, If you put 100% into every game the results will come, Um, just be confident in in what we do and and know how we play, just stick by how we play and and we'll we'll be alright I think. 18 games to go, can we do it? We'll see, I hope so.
4: Don't forget, you can travel away to Newport County coming up uh, on the nineteenth of February to put with the SSA departure time from the One Call Stadium is eight thirty a.m. Fifteen pounds for Amber members, twenty pounds for Blue members, twenty-five pounds for non-members. Further information: call 07-967-689-597. 07-967-689-597. Roadrunner Reese Oates, what a man, firstly. (laughs) I think he's probably one of the nicest guys in football. Um, And the way that he talks about Mansfield and the way that he talks about the rest of the players, surely if you're in that Mansfield Town dressing room and you you hear that after the game and him talking highly of, not only of the the whole team performance, but specific players, i.e. Lucas Aikens and Jamie Murphy, playing their first full Game for Mansfield. Surely that's uh, a massive boost in confidence for yourself.
5: I think it's because he's settled in. Cam, it took him a while, and he admitted that. There is quite a few players, you know, like even Nigel said, it will take players time to settle in. But boy, has he settled in, and is you know he's producing the goods now. And just before we go on about Clive goes on about research, did anybody else see any similarity between Jamie Murphy? And a very young Louis
4: Briscoe.
5: I'll
4: just put that one out there. Where I was sat, I was sat in a different place to where I'd usually sit. I was in the bottom tier, more towards the away fans. I've got a friend that's a Colchester fan, so I sat near them. But it was a little bit too close for me to see his movement, because he was like... 10 yards away from me, if that. So it's quite It was just, so it was it quite was just the way he thing. wasn't
5: frightened to take a man on. And, you know, if there was a pass there, he'd take it. And he wasn't afraid to have a shot as well. It just reminded me a bit of Louis Briscoe. I hope he does as well as he did.
6: It's encouraging that he's got the confidence in his very first game to take people on and to, to uh, try and, and do what he's, he's, he's skilled enough to do. Because inevitably, one of the options is to be extra cautious when you first come onto the team. But to me, I thought he was I thought he was, he was. a splendid player. He did run out of energy, no question about that. But while he was on the pitch, I thought he was a really worthwhile ingredient to the team. And I, I think he'll be a, a mainstay for the rest of this season.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Alan in the comments has said, uh, the team spirit is optimised by the reaction after our wins by Marek Steck. He's very yeah. much become a cheerleader of, of, of recent. <laughs> and even... even though he's on the bench and he's probably not looking like he's going to get a game because Nathan Bishop doesn't really do much on the pitch. He just stands and lets the rest of the team do it. But we know that we've got the confidence on the bench as well.
5: It's like I was saying in a very early podcast when I first started coming on here and uh, joining in. When I was lucky enough to do the announcing when there was nobody in the ground, the players, the substitutes, all came and sat up Just outside my box And I have mentioned in the podcast that Maric Steck is a very, very nice chap He always came in And he wanted to know how many minutes were left You know, who's doing what, what's this, what's that And he just seems a nice, genuine guy And I think he's just, getting carried away Now he's second in command, as it were You know, if uh, Bishop falls foul or anything And he has to step in I think he's just enjoying that You know, he's, he's, he's like got a new lease of life If you like
4: yeah, definitely, and I think another uh, another person that's particularly bringing the energy on the pitch is uh, Jordan Bowery. Um, now, a lot a lot of people do give him or did give him a lot of grief uh, on several different pages. Like, why we still got him? Uh, I'd say Tuesday night was was very much the reason why we still got Jordan Bowery and why he's why he's so effective. The ball comes in from the from the wing. It's hammered away by Stephen Quinn. And who's there? Jordan Barry. Head down, drives at the goal, squares it for Ollie Clark, and we win the penalty. He slots it away. Job's all but done. 2 1. And what else can we say about Jordan Barry this season? He can provide, he can score. And it's just a joy to watch him play when he's got such confidence.
6: I tell you what. I mean, everybody's in love with him at the moment, but it, it wasn't that long ago that a, a fair number of our fickle fans were after his blood. You know, they they didn't give him the credit for the work he was putting in. All they could see was him not scoring goals. Um, I'm afraid that's some stags fans for you, and uh, and I think that the very same people were very critical of uh, of Oates in the first dozen games because he wasn't achieving what they expected from him but the team wasn't either i mean we had uh, we, we had a really t- a real tough set of circumstances and players playing out of position and players having to take on extra responsibilities um and nobody took nobody gave him credit for that and uh, we even during our horrible period we never got hammered because the players were working hard um but we needed you know we needed a bit more than we got and, you know, I can remember the game that I think was the turning point. Well, the low point was six fields. That was the game when I was critical of the players' attitude. But that's the only time since. And I think when we played Tranmere at home and we beat them. And this is a team that doesn't concede goals, by the way. And we beat them. That was a springboard for our success going forward. And, and it was no mistake that Oates has started to become very important in this recovery. And did you notice who went straight for
5: the ball when we got the penalty i don't oh, know whether God. it was i don't know whether it was <laughs> i don't know whether it was said beforehand you know that whoever's on you know i.e hawkins or whoever's on because i mean macker had gone off hadn't he and he took the last one but barry went straight up straight under arm this is mine
6: and you wouldn't argue with
5: him would you no well it's confidence <laughs> isn't it confidence it are probably a bit it, it probably felt a bit aggrieved, you know, not to be in the team because he's been playing well. But, you know, it's certainly oh, no, proved it is worth his worth when he mind. came
6: on. I wonder how much it prayed on his mind that he, he he missed that penalty in the in the pointless trophy um, up at Harrogate. Because immediately after he hit the crossbar, they went to score at the other end. Uh, so I'm blaming him for missing a goal and, and giving a goal away. Um, but... I, I, I tell you what. I mean. I've played football at a local level, and if you if you don't if you miss a penalty, you don't want to take another one. <laughs> you, you hide, and <laughs> he doesn't do that, does he?
4: Obviously, we saw uh, what Jordan Bowery can do last season in front of goal uh, around around Christmas, and then the same sort of period as as last season. Obviously, last season the reason he maybe dropped out of form was the amount of games that we got called off in such a short space of time. But he very much seems to have. <laughs> hit, hit the hit the ground running again this, well, this after Christmas again, once again, and putting in fantastic performances. And from being criticised for not scoring enough goals, not only does he go and actually score the goal, but he actually provides it as well. So yeah. th- there's definitely the confidence there that, that, that Jordan's got. Uh, Roger in the comments has said, a very bad tackle on Aikens. The Colchester lad was very lucky to... Only what? got a yellow was very lucky to remain on the pitch. Some very it was a poor
6: referee, though, referee. wasn't it? To be fair, it, it was one of the worst referees we've had, I and mean, that's saying something for League Two. I didn't think he commanded the game at all, and it uh, was it uh, was too quick with certain cards and, and too reticent with others. And his linesman was blind as well, which didn't help. <laughs> anyway, that's me. That's me. I love referees I and mean, officials. I do.
4: I was I was watching the I think it was the Nottingham Forest game on the Wednesday night and a Blackburn player got sent off for nearly the exact same thing but yeah. didn't even really make contact the Forest player kind yeah. of just flopped around and do you think that play acting by the players very much comes into it I mean Aikins went down like a sack of spuds at least as if he'd been shot but when when players do get rolling around I think. The one that springs to mind is the, the, the Harrogate game at home when Clark and Quinn got sent off. And does it just show that games can be affected by referees and, and the, the, actual, the actual result could be affected directly by um, what the referees do and don't do? I think it all depends how they start as well, Cam. You know, if they get a good couple of
5: decisions and nobody moans, everybody carries on with the game, the crowd don't start, you know, getting on the backs and whatever, that's a big factor. It's like a player, I suppose, in that respect. But, you know, if they have a good start, have a good first 20 minutes, the odd foul here and there, get the game flowing, it does help. But, you know, like you said, when they start, you know, diving about and whatever, you know, again, points out to 10 for being injured, it does, uh, it spoils the game. But it's something that they've got to live with.
4: Whilst we're on about the red cards and suspensions and yellow cards, we've got three big games coming up on the road, and we've got someone like Ollie Hawkins, who's been an influential player this part of the season. How important is it that we've got squad rotation, firstly, to keep players fit over these next 18 games? Because if you look at the fixtures list, it's after the end of this month, it's Saturday, Tuesday, pretty much for all of March, except a couple of Friday games mixed in there. How important is it that we are actually able to, to rotate our squad when when we know that we've got big games coming up? Obviously, Bradford at the end of the month, Newport next week, Bristol Rovers tomorrow.
6: It's vital. I mean, the, the, there's three very challenging away games. We need the depth of the squad and we've got it now. And, and another subject of, of uh, discipline um Hawkins if he gets another yellow card in the next nine games he has a two-match suspension I think it's almost inevitable you want him to be aggressive and you want him to go in for things that he's going to pick something up in that time I hope he doesn't but I think it's odds on I'd I'd put money on it um but we can afford to lose him now Now, that's no disrespect to the lad but if this had been earlier in the season we would have been panicking
5: and one other interesting aspect about that, Clive, if we do if we do lose him, and just say Ferend Rawson comes in because he'd be the ideal candidate, and he does well, and we keep on this run, <laughs> it's another headache for Nigel, isn't it?
6: Well, you you start to think about using uh, the back, bloke back from suspension for the job you bought him for. Yeah, up front. Yeah. But obviously you know, it, 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 working at the moment you can see neither doesn't want to change this uh, this um, defensive setup he's got um, and that does incorporate um Hawkins but uh, every fan wants to see Hawkins up there nodding them in. Of course the beauty of, of his height is he'll go up for every free kick and corner anyway. Sorry, Cam, I interrupted you.
4: No no worries. Um obviously it is gonna be difficult uh coming uh on three away trips and they're not they're not the best away trips Bristol Rovers and Newport very much the same part of the country but always horrible ones to go to stuck in traffic do you think that'll put a lot of fans off going to them well, no, no we've got a... that.
6: sorry yeah. everybody there's no evidence of that there are three SSA coaches on tomorrow that wouldn't have happened in previous seasons I don't think plus at least as many people again making their own way I think we'll, we'll be well represented down at the uh the dung heap but we um we and of course we know from social media from the club that they've sold the initial allocation of bradford tickets and they've, they've got another thousand i think coming along and they'll get snapped up um so i don't see any any um shrinkage of, of uh, away support simply because some of the journeys are awkward it'll be an interesting one for the Newport game i think if we if we get something from Bristol we will go down there more banded as well
4: Obviously, Clough has, has mentioned in the past that he has used substitutions to to help fan back in, especially at home games. James Perch coming off the bench recently to, <coughs> to help lift the crowd. How important is it that we we keep these home crowds? Obviously, it, it's great when we're winning, but we're not going to win every game between now and the end of the season. And are we are we kind of hoping and praying that fans do kind of stick with us th- to the rest of the season now, we've got such a fantastic promo, uh, promotion chance or playoff chance or whatever. And we got four four 4,800 on a Tuesday night against a, a Colchester team who were 19th, 20th in League Two. So... Go
5: on, Cam. Sorry.
4: No, so, so first, it's credit to the the Mansfield team. We were thinking in that run of 14 games, the... the um, Attendance has ne- never really dwindled. So, is it is it worth saying like now? Like, if you've ever got a game, not got a game to go to, go and watch Mansfield.
5: Yeah, well, the good thing about it this year, for my perspective, forget the announcers, Ed. My, my perspective as a fan uh, is we've seen them at the worst. You know, when we've had the problems at the beginning, we've seen them at the. Possibly, I don't know whether it's the best yet we've seen But we've seen a damn good version of it So I just think the the people will follow us through thick and thin They can see what Nigel's trying to do They've seen the endeavours in uh, Nigel, the Radfords and David Sharp Have made in the transfer, Kitty And so, you know, it it just bodes well It brings strength on from the fans, you know And like you said, 4,700 and whatever On a Tuesday night, I think we were the third highest on tuesday night and that takes some beating
6: well we've certainly put on at least a thousand probably 1500 fans on a regular basis uh, during the, the, the from the start of this season and the uptake of the half season tickets was quite strong as well um, so i think that everybody's there um, and i don't think we would lose too much ground in terms of support if we lost the odd game uh, as as you've just alluded to, during the 14-game no-win run, we didn't lose pl- too many fans during that time. I think they bought into the the vision um, and it's starting to materialise now. And certainly, I mean, every fan you talk to just sees automatic as the target, automatic promotion now as a target, the objective. And if we just maintain the form, a slightly less level of form than we've had in the last 10 games, we will be in the top three. Mathematically, that's got to happen. Um, but it depends just how many we don't manage to win. Nigel will keep telling you we we won't win them all. You're just not; it doesn't happen that way. There's no rule says you can't win them all, except the rule of common sense, uh, and you've just got to learn to live with defeat. And I think if I'm critical of some Mansfield fans, they can't; they they're very poor at dealing with disappointment. But you know they've not had too much reason to be disappointed lately. So we'll see. Um, but you're, but the, the games we've got, the three games we've got away from home now are all, in different ways, quite a test. Uh, test for the fans, because we've got, in two of them, long journeys, and test for the club, because these, these three clubs have all got something to offer. And they're all running a little bit disappointed at the moment, so I think they're, they're gunning. Um, but you made the point very early on, uh, Cam, that p- clubs and their fans are a bit frightened of us at the moment.
4: Great. Very much so. Um, obviously, Fans Forum Wednesday night at the 1861. Uh, looking forward to meeting uh, Nigel Clough and David Sharp. Uh, we're all going to this. We're going to Nando's before, I think. I'm not sure. We've not done a night out for a while. But what's the one thing that you, you like? You really want to ask Nigel Clough and David Sharp? We've always got questions of like, why, why make this change? Why make that change? Um, we should be signing this player and that player. Well, we can't hide behind a screen anymore. We can't hide behind keyboards. We've got a perfect opportunity to ask a question. Alan, I'll start with you. What question do you want to find out from Clough and Sharp the most?
5: Well, the question that uh, I'd already sent in on my video link, it will be exactly the same question. Can Nigel or David, question to both of them, if they'll both like to answer it, can they see any similarities with the squads that, that they had when Nigel was at Burton, And David was at Wigan because they both gained promotion. I just wondered if they can see any similarities, you know.
6: Clive? Um, I'm tempted to ask non-football questions on the basis that on the field, we're pretty much doing everything that can be expected of us. I think my question is around the customer experience, the fan experience at, at the one call, because... In some ways, a one core stadium is great, um, but certainly there are there are facilities at the stadium that aren't good enough, and certainly won't be good enough if we're in the league above next year. Um, and that brings the question can you share with us what your views, your plans, your intentions are in the short to medium term for the Bishop Street side of the ground?
4: Oh, that is... would be to David, by the way. That would be to David, <laughs> That's David, yeah. Um, Personally, mine'd be um, what what next for Mansfield Town? Personally, where where does Clough and Sharp see them? Where does Clough see Mansfield as a playing side? Are we are we gunning for League One and and going for consolidation? Are we going higher? Is David, like you said, are we, are we going to be? Do we want to invest in the 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 facilities at the One Call? Um, it's perfect time to ask everyone. And when we've had two years of things being virtual and it's nice just to be able to go out and ask these questions and actually get to meet them. So, um, get yourself down to the one call on, on Wednesday night. We'll all be there. Come say hi. We're not all horrible. Um, Craig's might have no voice still. Um, but (laughs) yeah, come say hi, come say hi. Um, Podcast Prediction Times. Now, I'm not too happy about this because I'm terrible at this. Um, the league table, as it stands, for the podcrack prediction. Uh, Mr. Alan Wilson, you're in ninth place in twenty yeah, well, I didn't points.
5: start till, you it know, halfway start. through, did I? So I I'm, happy I'm
4: happy about uh, that. I'm happy. I'm in seventh on 21 points as well. Cam, if there's uh, any consolation...
6: If you're unhappy, well, I don't care.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I've just just done really bad. Every time that we've done something on the Mansfield Matters podcast and it's related to score predictions or guessing teams, I've always done terrible. I don't know why. Um, Craig's in third on 28 points. Clive, you're in second on 39 and nathan is in first on 42 points and i'm going to ignore the comment that craig just left in our private chat
6: <laughs> i'll read it out he says the reason you're no good is you're not very good he <laughs> used, he used a word
4: that rhymes with tit Right. <laughs> so uh the full league table uh currently is in 10th place we've got ricky edge on 15 alan wilson on 21, uh, Roger King on 21, me on 21, uh, Steve Naden on 29, uh, another Steve on 34, uh, my dad is on 37 in fourth, Craig's on, in third on 38, Clive is second on 39, Nathan's top on 42. Well
3: done, Difficult,
4: Nathan. Very good. Difficult trip coming up tomorrow and Craig's got his his in already. Uh, he says, a 4-1 win for the Stags, with Oates, Aikens, Murphy and O'Toole to score. Alan, I'm going to go to you first.
5: Yeah. I fancy it'll be uh, Bristol Rovers 1, Mansfield Town 2, and I'm going to go with the deadly duo again of Oates and Barry.
4: I think Craig's probably got that it's written down somewhere uh Clive Bristover's prediction for you yes well I was going going to
6: say the same score as Alan so I'm going to change it while I've got the chance I was going to say 2-1 as well so I'm going to go 3-1 the Stags and I'm going to say Oates 2 Aikens oh you see now for the benefit of uh, our missing friend That's not taking advantage of the loose rules of this competition because it's much better to nominate more players rather than nominate a player to have more than one goal because your spread betting is better. Um, But I'm doing it in the honest way. and uh, I'm going to ignore the opportunities, the gaping holes in in Craig's uh, um, gaming plan that says that if you...
4: And he's gone.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well Clive, done, Greg. So what, Great. You forget, what you forget, <laughs> people, is
4: I am still here and I have still power. <laughs>
2: that's
4: quality, that. Quality. Oh, that's brilliant. Bring, it, bring him back, bring him back. <laughs> Clive, welcome
6: Some back. Some people just cannot stand criticism. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going think... 3-1. It's going to be Oats, Oats and Aikens.
5: Yeah, but I don't think Oates will score two. That's why I've said Oates and Barry. Well,
6: That's just my personal opinion. opinion. You're entitled to an opinion, however wrong it is. <laughs> <laughs>
5: we'll see.
4: Uh, bring it back to the point, lads. Um, I think we deserved a, a clean sheet Tuesday night. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Fair play. It was a fantastic free kick and it was perfectly placed and, and Bishop just couldn't get anywhere near it. But I think we deserved a, a clean sheet. So I'm going to go with a 2-0 win tomorrow. And I think Murphy will score mm-hmm. and I think Oates will score.
5: So we're
6: all we're all confident. It's
5: all o-
4: confident. Let's
6: hope that Oates is picked then. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So you find out he's got like food poisoning somewhere on the Friday night. You <laughs> can't play. It was
6: reversed over Bobby.
4: Oh no! <laughs> Oof. I, I think I think I genuinely think he'd get sacked if if that were happened. I think Clough would ship him straight out. Don't forget, you <laughs> at
6: West Ham and you just get two, two game fines.
4: That's very true. Don't forget, you can play the pod, podcast prediction game. Um, go onto the Mansfield Matters Facebook page. Uh, the link will be on there. Um, don't forget rules. You've got to get your results in, your prediction in, an hour, a full hour before and kickoff. It. So, what at one fifty nine? Get your get your right, prediction well, in. Right, well, you're you're sacked because it's an hour and a minute.
2: So this is go away, You're great. not here. Disappointing from you, Cam. <laughs> Wasting my voice there. To... All right, I'm on. Right, I'm on it. Oh, right, come right, on, let's get say... it right. This is live, son. This is live. If you want to do this again, you've got to get the rules
4: right. All right come on. All right. Right, let's end as uh, as usual by looking.
2: Use the link.
4: Yeah, use the link. It's on the Facebook page. Let's end as usual by looking back at Tuesday. Here's the tale of the tape as told by Craig and Lee Wilson on Mansfield 103.2.
2: There's something special about Tuesday nights under the lights with 19 games to go in Skybet League 2. Can Mansfield Town achieve a dream? That dream, League 1 football. The Stags have put themselves in a really good position. Nine games unbeaten in Skybet League 2, including a club record eight consecutive wins. Mansfield Town make two changes from that side, which drew with Harrogate this time last week. Jamie Murphy comes in for his first start in a Stag shirt. He replaces Captain Ollie Clark. Lucas Aikens, who was also a January transfer window signing from Burton Albion, makes his first full start for the Stags. He replaces Jordan Bowry. So Mansfield time, we think in a 4-3-3 formation tonight, lined up with Nathan Bishop in goal, a back four of Elliot Hewitt, John Joe O'Toole, Captain Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin. A midfield of George Maris, Ryan Sturk, Stephen Quinn and a front three of Jamie Murphy, Roadrunner Reese Oates and a Lucas Aikens on the bench. Merrick Steck, Farron Rawson, Ollie Clark, Jordan Barry, Danny Johnson, Kieran Wallace, and the man everybody's raving about, Matty Longstaff. Let's get three points on the board then tonight. 19 games to go. Can Stags make it 10 games unbeaten? There's the whistle from the referee, and we are indeed underway. A long ball forward from the number four, Luke Chambers for Colchester. is headed away by Elliot Hewitt in the right back position, headed back forward, but John Joe O'Toole is there to get it away. Flicked on by Riso and Lucas Akins picks up the ball in the centre circle. It sent it wide for McLaughlin. McLaughlin with space now down this left channel, driving forward. Inside it goes for Oates on the edge of the box. Can't quite get his touch right and Colchester managed to get the ball away. Only as far as Oatall inside the centre circle though, brought down by Quinn. would have started in that 4-3-3. Aikens the centre of the three strikes at the moment. Here's Murphy with his first touch for the Stakes on the left-hand side driving up against the uh, the Colchester fullback, Murphy puts a decent ball in towards oh, the box, looking for marriage at the far post, and it's uh, scrambled away by Colchester. Hewitt tries to bring it down and keep the ball in play. Mansfield, at the moment, just uh, watching another ball over the top, headed away by O'Toole. It's, uh, Lucas Aikens can't bring it down the other end. It will fall for Jamie Murphy, though, in the hole, who does well to turn his body back to goal on the halfway line. Run of pace now. He's got McLaughlin ahead of him and finds him on that left-hand side. McLaughlin cuts past his man. McLaughlin to the left of the box. He's squaring for Quinn and he's put it wide of goal Stephen Quinn from some 17 yards out excellent move started by Murphy McLaughlin's great run into Quinn but just couldn't get the connection right
3: yeah brilliant move you know Murphy got on the ball again slits a great ball into to Mac lovely cut inside and a pull back and Quinn just knocked it wide, but it's a, you know good sign for Mansfield really here, yeah, opened the ball quite easily there.
2: Can the Stags bring it down on the edge of the area again? With Murphy gets it to Aikens who shakes up to shoot, and it's wide of target, but it goes behind for a Stags corner.
3: I'll tell you something now. What a fantastic passenger play that was from Mansfield, moving the ball so so quick, and Murphy and Quinn there you can see how, you know the experience, and how they moved it so quick, one touch stuff. But it's the movement off the ball is fantastic to watch, and you can see why he's playing Aikins up front. Yeah straight physical, away he's physical. holding it up he's physical and he's looking I don't want to be looking the part at the minute
2: 8 on the clock George Maris delivers a right foot in corner towards oh. that back post he's running free in the box It might fall back for Maris at the back stick oh. tries to bend one in again and it goes over the top of the bar he was well within his right to have a hit there it was but you know a bit ambitious but you know listen he tried to
3: uh, put one in the top corner. It didn't, didn't happen. But it's got a good bit of pressure from Mansfield. And you can see they've got the quality to open this side up and move the board. It's only early days. so if they can keep playing like that, you know these could have some very tired legs with a uh, 20 minutes to go.
2: Colchester send pretty much everybody forward by one. They'll try and overload numbers in the box. A big cluster of players between the edge of the six-yard box and the 18-yard line. It'd be a right-foot delivery. Over on that far side, the referee just having a word with uh, the one-man wall of Reese There's the whistle, in comes the delivery now to that near post. It's headed up in towards the area. It's not been dealt with yet by Quinn. It is now to the edge of the area for Oates to try and flick it on, but it's won immediately again by Gene Kennedy, who puts the ball back in towards the middle, headed away by McLaughlin. And now Mansfield can come away because it's Reese in possession through the centre circle. Rhys Oates battling forward to the edge of the box. It's Rhys What a It's What and It's magic. and from roadrunner Rixos who split open Colchester United and sent three defenders. Ha! Watch this. Bang! 1-0. What a goal. He's picked
3: the ball up inside his own half. He's gone by three players. Every single one of them's trying to take his legs. And I'll tell you something now, there's not many players who would have stayed on their feet there. But he's
2: kept going. 25 yards out. Great strike. What a great goal. Roadrunner. Beep, beep. Good challenge by Sturt again there's a Fagin to send yep. Maris on his way inside the centre circle what a pass that is Wide left McLaughlin splits the Colchester defence sets himself as McLaughlin in comes across yes, yes! oh no great save oh, no! Back the keeper that's, that's got to be into the back of the net is that a penalty yes it's a back pass it was a back pass the referee has stopped the game the, <laughs> refer- the linesman's having a little look he's having a chat with the defenders I'm not sure what happened there but Mansfield put on some immense pressure and Aikens really was so close to pushing the ball into the back of the net that.
3: but see what I mean when I said beat that first press when Sturt picked that ball up and they're 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 attacking them and uh, it was a
2: great ball in and to be fair what a great save 10 to go before half time Mansfield have a unique free kick on the six yard line bang central after a back pass of the goalkeeper Sam Hornby from the defender when Aikens turned the ball towards goal who is going to queue up for this it's a lottery Lee Wilson says just smash it Murphy eyeing it up O'Toole saying I'll have a go Aikens inside the six yard box Marish just outside of it O'Toole, Murphy, Quinn there. It will be O'Toole! Oh! And he's putting over the bar! John Joe O'Toole from Six Yards oh absolutely
3: skies it. Oh, oh, dear me. He's not even at Target. <laughs> <God> <laughs> so, my. that's nearer to my car. I'm parked uh, 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 over the other side of Mansfield. Dear me. That's why I... I Listen, they're always going to run out. Every single body, man and his dog, except for me and you, on the line. Just run up and smack you. If you can hit that straight in the goal by hitting somebody, then, oh. then you're an hero. I'd just cream. I would have creamed it for me. But. I you just got the connection wrong. he
2: sort of hit it side foot,
3: didn't you? Just laces. He, 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 went, he tried to put it in the top corner, and it ended up being a well, woeful, one not <laughs> it? So.
2: I'll tell you what. As much as he claims that he used to be a number 10, that was a center half finish. That was, yeah. I want...
3: <laughs> well it's not even at the top
2: the Stag's going forward again here's Quinn playing it through He's in. here is in. Murphy to the left of the box Murphy oh, saved by the keeper who punched the ball away Stags still have it with uh, Maris shouts of handball. Ball referee says no and it'll run back through to the other end the fourth official looking to treat, see how many Minutes he's going to add on at the end of this game. Colchester thrown in a dangerous position. it's taken, taken short. Colchester the ball back again. In it comes towards the area. Aikens flicks it up. It might run at the far post. hooked back into us. Middle headed away by O'Toole, and then Quinn completes the clearance towards Barry. Right, Barry brings it down. Barry, he's got two men on him. Barry down the right hand side. He's got Clark running through the middle. Here's Barry in the box, squares it to Clark. Hey, hey. hey. Penalty. It is, and that's a golden chance for Mansfield. Jordan Bowery with great composure, a ball to split the defence, and then that Captain Ollie Clark with the run through the middle. And the referee has no hesitation, Lee Wilson in pointing to the spot and saying penalty.
3: Absolutely. Stonewall penalty. Well done from Bowery. Great pace, Laid him in. Lovely from Ollie Clark. And it, yeah, stonewall penalty. This is it for the game to bed now. So let's
2: uh, Let's wrap it up. Jordan Bowery has the ball under his arm, under the shoulder. Stephen McLaughlin took the last one away to our left. Bowery has missed a penalty this season away at Harrogate in the uh, the Papa John's Trophy, but he can score them as well. Don't Jordan that, Bowery now has got a big chance on his hands. Can he get his sixth goal of the season? Bowery puts the ball on the spot away to our right. Doesn't look at the keeper. Turns his back. Bowery power. hands on hips.
3: Power. You go with power. He's got Don't time please
2: Five step run up here. The referee sings the keeper. Sam Hornby, who's done well to deny Mansfield on a few occasions tonight. Keeps him on his line, stops the encroachment. We're into the first of seven additional minutes. Bowery to seal the game for Mansfield. There's the whistle from the referee. Jordan Bowery up against Hornby. Bowery was slots it into the bottom corner. Sends Hornby the wrong way. And Mansfield Town
3: has sealed another three points. Game set and march. Lovely penalty. Nice and low. Keepers left. Set the keeper the wrong way. And nothing more than what Manchester deserve. you know anything it, this scoreline's flattered Colchester it could have been three, four, five, six, but it's three points is what we needed at the minute another clean sheet roll on to Bristol Rovers now So another one
2: ticked off 18 to go Colchester come forward strong yeah. challenge by Hewitt it'll be a free kick and Hewitt will go into the No to tonight.
3: Hewitt has made some really poor decisions defensively you know with 2-0 up there's minutes left and he's trying to take a risk. Just clear your lines and defend. Give them a corner. Defend the corner. Now they've got a free kick in a dangerous position because he's tried. You know, it's just not done. The safe thing. The clever thing.
2: Twenty yards from goal, over on the far, on this near left-hand touch line. Two steps in from the uh, the goal line. Alan Judge will take it. Mansfield 2, Colchester 0. Can the Stags hold on and keep their third consecutive clean sheet here at OneCourse Stadium? Colchester send everybody forward. Every Stags player is back inside the box as well. Judge steps up, delivers the free kick towards that back post. There you it's go. gone in. Mansfield's clean sheet is gone and Alan Judge gets a goal back for Colchester United and Elliot Hewitt has to take a Absolutely. lot of the blame.
3: Absolutely. Elliot Hewitt has got to learn he has got you cannot, with 2 0 up, just defend it. Put it in the stand, defend. They had a free kick away in a dangerous position. You got somebody the quality
2: of, on the ball of. talent, Judge, what? Talon Judge, you know. And it's 2 1. That's time, shouts a fan behind me, but he'll add another minute on for the penalty and that goal from Judge moments ago. Colchester coming down this left hand side, Rawson trying to defend it. It's an opportunity for a cross to come in towards the middle. It's not gone. Redfield did deal with it. Good block by Hawkins. Still not gone. Hawkins again. Still not gone. It's a shot from the edge of the box and a superb challenge by Ali Clark to stop the ball going in. But Colchester come again down that far side. The referee looks at the watch. Holding on to Mansfield now, a deep cross comes into wow. towards that back's Wow. And there's a goalkeeper Mansfield. And from absolutely nowhere, Mansfield are absolutely on their backsides. I'll tell you something
3: now. When I used to play for Mansfield, in that change room now, Elliot Hewitt would have been pinned up by his neck for what he'd done there by centre-offs. He has got to learn that you cannot defend like that. We're 2-0 up, and we've. Unless less of two great blocks, it could have been 2-2. Disaster.
2: Mansfield breathe again. Nathan Bishop takes his time over this goal kick. We've played the seven. We've played eight additional minutes now. Referee looks yes, at we go. watch, brings the to the lips, and does call an end to another Mansfield Town victory. at Full-time it is Mansfield Town 2. Colchester United one. So the Stags win 2-1. At home to Colchester in midweek. And you could hear in the last 30 seconds the moment where my voice absolutely went. But will he be back in time for tomorrow's full match commentary? You bet your bottom dollar it will. That is why I handed over to Cam tonight. And Cam, I know you're listening. You did a fantastic job as well, my friend. Well done. Don't get too comfortable in the hot seat, they because I'll be back next week. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. The long trip to Bristol Rovers tomorrow if you can't get... Make sure you join us on Mansfield 103.2. Full match commentary on the way for you. Build-up starts at one. Lee Wilson alongside me. I'll be taking bottle cup syrup, cough sweets, honey and tea, the lot, but we'll get through it. And hopefully, Riso saves his mazy run until the 19th minute so my voice can survive it all. We'll see you again next week on the show for the fans, by the fans. Don't forget to come and say hello to us at the Fans Forum next Wednesday too. Have a fantastic weekend and let's hope that the Stags can bring back three points from Bristol Rovers tomorrow afternoon. Until then, enjoy your weekend.